This is Jason from Nonpoint, and you're listening to The Itch. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week we are scratching the itch to go solo. That's right, guys. <laughs> I've meaning to tell you it's spinoff time. We are going to pull a Walking Dead and all branch out in our different directions. It's been I, good. I quit. <laughs> I, I quit. <laughs> all right. That's not happening. I ain't doing this shit alone. <laughs> <laughs> that's too much work. Well, we aren't. We, we'll stick together. And technically, our guest in today's episode is still sticking with his main band. But Keith Wallen of Breaking Benjamin also has a budding solo career, as well as he's become a very prolific co-songwriter with a number of other artists in the rock industry, especially over the past few years. So we were super excited to have him to talk about all of those things. Yeah. To be honest, we always state that everything happens for a reason. And Keith's been on our radar since like June or May. Yeah. So we've reached out a couple times and it fell through. But then we interviewed Dorothy and she talks about him and that interview. So we decided to give it another shot and we instantly got a response. The timing worked out perfectly to where we could speak with Keith right after speaking with Dorothy. And it was a great lead off in the conversation, as we'll see, where we kind of can bridge the gap between the two. They work together on some songs on her album, Gifts from the Holy Ghost which was a fantastic album. Keith's album, This World or The Next, came out last August in 2021. So you will see Dorothy probably pop up in our top 20 that we're working hard on behind the scenes. You won't see Keith's solo album on there, but that's not because it's not a great album. It's just because it's from last year. <laughs> right. Yeah. One of the things that I absolutely love is, I mean, with all the music that he's been able to create or co-create, I wanted to just dive into his creating process because he seems like it just it comes out of nowhere. Um, and yeah, and he was very uh, open to letting us, you know, giving us some insight regarding that. We covered a lot of territory. And as you'll also hear, Breaking Benjamin is a band that has meant a lot to us. They go back before I knew you guys. This right. was a band that has actually been around like a big piece of my rock listening since <laughs> high school. Yeah. And so me too. This is some top tier business that we're dealing with here, guys. Like, right. Like this is really a winner. And, and we're so excited about how this conversation turned out and glad for everybody to get to hear it. It goes all over the place and it's so educational. And he's just a fantastic guy. My ex-girlfriend in high school can eat her heart out. Ah. She was a huge <laughs> Breaking Benjamin fan. She's actually the one that got me into the band, to be honest, like, you know, on their first album. There yes. you go. So without any further ado, here's our conversation with Keith Wallen of Breaking Benjamin. All right, we're here with Keith Wallen 
of Breaking Benjamin and songwriter extraordinaire. Uh, <laughs> um, we spoke with Dorothy a couple weeks back about her album, Gifts from the Holy Ghost, and she told us verbatim that Keith Wallen is the reason this album happened. Wow. Mm-hmm. And she said that the writing sessions with you gave her hope and something to look forward to after a really dark period in her life. She also said that you created many other songs that didn't make the album yet, but we would love to hear your perspective on that time and your friendship with her. That's so amazing. I just, uh, and really touching, honestly, it's, uh, I don't know. That's incredible. Uh, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I love Dorothy. We met on tour in the summer of 2019. She was out with us and I just watched her every night. I just was like, man, this girl is just amazing. I, I loved her voice. I just loved her just attitude, just rock and roll, you know, never say die to rock and roll. And and she just really just brought it every night. And I just thought to myself, man, it'd be cool to just like write some songs with her and, and see what happened. And it just, and it did, I, I kind of mentioned it to her one day and she was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to start working on a new album here and send me some ideas. And that's really how it began. I, I started sending her a, a few little ideas that I had. And then that led to us just getting together and writing some stuff and and it really just went great. I mean, we kind of hit it off and, you know, she kind of liked what I was doing. And I, you know, obviously I was a fan of what she was doing. So it was really, it was a really fun experience. And honestly, some of it happened kind of during COVID and during the pandemic. And it, and it kind of like really kind of made us kind of like what she was saying. I think we were all kind of going through a really dark time, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was really something fun to do and inspiring and, and kind of, you know, kept us going it really just kind of kept me going too, you know, cause it was, it was something to take your mind away from just all the doom and gloom that was on the news every day and everything. So it was great. It was, it was fun. Yeah. We, we wrote a lot of songs uh, and I was just, you know, more than honored to be able to have a, a song on our album. And yeah, there's a bunch of songs kind of out there that uh, we got on our computers that maybe we'll see the <laughs> light of day someday with, if not her, then maybe another artist, but yeah, it was really Really a fun time, fun experience. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll get together and write some more songs here sometime. Yeah, definitely. I know, uh, first of all, as, as a quick side note, I believe Made to Die, the song that ended up on Gifts from the Holy Ghost. Casey, didn't you say that was your favorite track on the oh, album? Th that's that's my favorite song of the year. Of the year? <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> oh, man. Dang, man. The highest praise. <laughs> Dude, there's been there's been some uh, great songs this year, man. I, that's that's uh, some high praise. Yeah. He's like, I got to think if that's my favorite song of the year. It's good competition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. obviously, I'm a little partial to my own songs. But yeah, no, that that was definitely uh, like I said, it was just such a thrill and an honor to be able to to have a song featured on her album with with so many other great songs and so many other co-writers and and just you know really talented people a part of that album. So it was it was cool to be a part of it myself. So, uh, but man, dude, uh, thanks, Casey. I appreciate <laughs> it. You're welcome. Yeah, it's that's high praise. Yeah, it's it's up there, man. It, it's hard to pinpoint it for sure, but. We do a itch award things at the end of the year, and that was going to be a, my nomination for song of the year. Wow! Wow, that's awesome. That's <laughs> actually uh, that's actually one of the last songs that we wrote together. Nice. So maybe we're just we're getting better at, at writing. <laughs> who, who knows? Uh, who knows what the next batch of songs we write? Hopefully, they'll be even better. So awesome. It's yeah. yeah th this is a high bar, so that would be pretty awesome to hear. So. <laughs> 
But working with Dorothy really is one example of something that made you a particularly interesting like interview target for us, which is, as Casey noted earlier, you're kind of a songwriter extraordinaire at this point. Um, I appreciate it. So, you know, for listeners who aren't aware, you know, you started with a band called Copper, joined Adelita's Way, were basically handpicked around 2014 by Ben Burnley to join Breaking Benjamin. And you've done some like writing and co-writing stuff along the way. But as far as we can tell, those opportunities really seem to have expanded over the past few years. So if I can kind of read off your resume since just about 2019 or so, we've got songs co-written with Dorothy, Red, St. Sonia just came out, Icon for Hire, We Came as Romans, Love and Death, plus some guest vocals mixed in here and there. Uh, also, Love and Death. Uh, I saw one with Ra, a song with Frank Zuma of Some 41. And We Are Pigs, who Bandy Cap, as that band name might be. More people need to know about that artist. So I want a quick shout out to, to them as well. <laughs> Definitely. So all that, while also completing your first full-length solo album and being part of a, a pretty notable band. <laughs> And so you, basically all that to say, you seem pretty in demand these days. <laughs> and so we're kind of curious if you could give us some some insight on how that came to be such a prominent part of your career and how you balance that with also doing the solo work and the Breaking Benjamin work. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> first off, I mean, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I've just I've worked really hard. And I just, I love it. You know, they always say, find your passion and, you know, you never work a day in your life. I mean, honestly, that's how I feel. I really am just living the dream to be able to tour and, and, and perform live and also just create music with so many unbelievably talented people. You know, all those people that, that you kind of, um, you know, named off, it's really just an absolute privilege and honor to be associated with any of them. Uh, and, and so, I'm just kind of happy to just, just, I don't know, be a part of it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a really, um, busy few years. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, I think a lot of it, I think a lot of the writing, you know, happened for a lot of these artists where, you know, it was kind of a downtime with touring because of COVID. So yeah, everybody was kind of locked, locked away in their basements and in their studios, kind of plotting and planning for uh, the world to open up so they can get out and tour again. But so that was a lot of it, I, I think. And uh, I've just been fortunate enough to to have a lot of people that I work with that have just really helped introduce me to some of these artists and, and make some of these co-writing opportunities happen. Especially there's a colleague that, that I work with uh, at BMG, Emmy Horikawa. Okay. Is just absolutely just like such a, a great, just colleague. I, I don't even know. She's just, she's my friend. She's just like an angel. She's just like... <laughs> She really is. She's just like one of my best friends now and really done wonders for my career and, and helped me a, a lot and setting up a lot of these things and and just having belief in me. You know, you mm -hmm. really has had a, a lot of uh, belief in me and, and a lot of these opportunities have, have been because of her and um, her kind of setting these things up and giving me a chance to kind of see what can happen with some of these other artists. And and it's been great. I mean, I, I uh, everybody that I work with, they're so you know, so talented. Uh, a lot of it is just me kind of like, all right, how do I just hopefully try to make things better and add something to the table? Because, you know, so many of these people, they don't need any help. They're talented and they're great on their own. So yeah. a lot of times I'm just thinking, all right, don't fuck this up. <laughs> 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 don't, yeah. 
don't make anything worse, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's just, I'm, I'm just happy to be there and hoping to try to get something cool and, and have fun and, and hopefully make it so that it's an enjoyable experience for uh, the other person. So, but yeah, within the, the solo stuff, I've been a singer and a songwriter for a long time. And there's lots of things that I just want to express and say with my own artistic voice that isn't necessarily a part of Breaking Benjamin. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people can understand that, you know, Breaking Benjamin is its own thing. And my music is my own thing. So I, I love having the chance to kind of do that. And, uh, and why not? Yeah, I'm young enough to my voice still works. My fingers still work. <laughs> I know there's going to be I know there's going to be a day where I'm going to be too old to do any of this shit. I want to do, do as much as I can while I can, you know, so life's short. It really is. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a scary thing, you know? So I want to, I want to have no, uh, no regrets. Yeah. Leave it all out there. So, yeah. <laughs> well, one of my favorite things about interviewing people as artists, especially is that everybody has different creative processes. And so I, I just want to kind of dive a little bit more into your own creative process and just hear about your, your songwriting process itself. So when you're juggling so many projects, for example, I'm curious if you ever get an idea and then like intentionally set it aside for a specific project. Or is it more like, you know, that idea is just fair game for anything? Like maybe there's a riff you originally conceived for a solo song, but you found that it fit perfectly for something that you were working on with someone else or vice versa. Can you go uh, and kind of explain a little bit more of that? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, um, I, I wouldn't say that I specifically set aside certain things for another. I think kind of the more you work on something, you kind of you kind of get an idea of kind of like, ah, this is going to be this is definitely more leaning toward more toward this or or whatever. So, um, I mean, there's definitely some things that, you know, right off the bat though, I can tell sometimes where it's like, all right, this is definitely not really a breaking Benjamin kind of idea. And yeah. Uh, you know, so, and vice versa. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, you know, as far as like writing songs and, and you know, a lot of, sometimes people ask me and like, how do you write, how do you write? What's the best way that you find to write songs? I mean, you know, there's no real wrong way. I mm -hmm. think, uh, however you get from A to Z, whatever order that is, whether you write the music first or write lyrics first, there's no wrong way. I don't think, I mean, sometimes I think it's fun to just, uh, you know, come up with a cool title hmm. and that's the first thing that just sparks everything else. And I, I've written a few songs like that, that, that I really like. Um, so it's definitely kind of a fun exercise to kind of mix things up a little bit. It's almost seems like how concept albums come about is, is kind of just something like along those lines. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Or just watching anything like, I mean, just, you know, I'm, I, I love sci-fi. So it's like just watching the movie Blade Runner, you could write 10 albums off just watching Blade Runner. You know, there's so much <laughs> stuff happening and cool stuff, you know, I don't know. That's awesome. You know, I know that the actual writing process has to be somewhat unique to each artist that you're working with. So can you give us some examples of how it's different from one collaboration to another? Yeah. Uh, for example, I think um, there's an artist, We Came as Romans, uh, super talented dudes, amazing dudes, really great band. You know, we we had a few ideas uh, that we were kind of kicking around. Um, they had a, an idea that was basically all flushed out musically. And we had all the music and we basically kind of concentrated on, all right, what's going to be the vocals? What's going to be the lyrics? You know, we, which is called the top line. Huh. And, you know, we, we were like, let's focus on the top line. Let's, let's try to get something cool. And so that kind of makes things a little bit easier when half of it is kind of already done, but it's not always the case. You know, sometimes you're just starting from absolutely nothing, you know, let's, let's come up with a, 
a piece of music or even just a drum beat and just see what comes. And I don't know. I find that once you have the music first, it will kind of spark some kind of feeling and some sort of thought and some sort of imagery to maybe give you the idea of what to write about. Like, what does that piece of music remind you of? Does it remind you of a memory? Does it remind you of, you know, leaves falling or, you know, anything like that to give you yeah. any kind of starting point. So that's to me, a lot of times is the hardest part is, is that kickoff part. What is this song going to be about? And once you have that kind of stuff, then you're like, all right, now we can kind of put together the puzzle, but. It's like the start of an essay. You can never, you can never get Oh my God. It's always the hardest thing. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, you said it, man. I, Cause I, I was an English major in, in college and I remember sitting there at 3 a.m. Like having to write a paper and it like be three in the morning. And I just sitting there watching that cursor. Blink, <laughs> and I'm just yep. like, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> Yeah, it's due at eight o'clock. Oh God! Oh. <laughs> Got PTSD from that. Oh. Yeah, that was brutal, man. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so, kind of sticking with the theme of you know artists that you have worked with, you just got back from a European tour opening for Red, um, which we definitely want to hear a little bit about. But I kind of want to go a certain direction here. I know you and your bandmate. Jason for Breaking Benjamin in particular, obviously have a lot of history with that band. And it got me thinking about an observation that I've made over the years. We've noticed that it seems like a lot of the rock community kind of operates as one big family, but within that, there almost seems to be like smaller family units within it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Where there's certain artists that are like constantly interweaving, they're collaborating, touring, sharing band members, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. For us, one of our first interviews is with the band Nonpoint. And from there, we realized this whole network of artists that they're really close with. Yeah. And in my observation, it seems like Breaking Benjamin kind of has one of those as well. And I would include in that group, Red, Brian Welch from Corn and Love and Death, definitely. Um, Lacey Sturm, who shout out to yeah. her for working with Flyleaf again, I would put in yeah. that in that camp. Um, would you say that that kind of family unit, this kind of inner circle of, of bands that that really work well together is, is accurate in your experience. Oh yeah. And are there artists that I'm missing that you'd say are a kind of a part of that breaking Benjamin orbit? <laughs> Absolutely. I would, I would put Sarset in there too. Those, yeah, those, yes. those guys are our, our homies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really is all these, all these people are just uh, tremendous talents and we've just had the fortunate luck of being able to tour with these artists and, and, you know, Jason and uh, some of those guys, they've, they've known uh, Brian, from from corn a long time yeah so i've i've just really just kind of been recently introduced to him here in the last uh you know few years five years or so since we started touring with him so but yeah and it's it's been like that i mean yeah it, it really is kind of a, a little mini family within a family there yeah you said it i mean you really did it really <laughs> is the thing you know you kind of tend to want to tour and play and work with on on whatever capacity with with your buddies yeah uh, so yeah it's it's been it's been cool yeah it seems like allison chains could also be thrown into that a little bit too you guys are always doing stuff with them man that, that was such uh such an amazing <laughs> tour and experience uh just being out with those just legends and, yeah. and just literally literally rubbing shoulders uh <laughs> right with, you know these musicians of these of this caliber you know it was just it was crazy even just being at catering and just eating and you know you'd be <laughs> sitting there and then jerry will come and sit down on your <laughs> table 
You're just like, what's up, man? Hey, <laughs> hey Mr. Cantrell, sir. Mr. Cantrell, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and it's just, and they're so cool. I mean, it's the coolest of the cool where yeah. you don't feel weird. You don't feel, you know, they just, they really just make you feel like, man, you're just, we're just dudes. We're just guys hanging out and shooting the shit and, yeah. you know, uh, but I, I really, I tried to kind of keep my inner fanboy at bay <laughs> because we, we, we get that. We get oh that. my gosh, it was hard. It was hard. I, I, I mean, that was like one of the first CDs I ever owned was yeah. dirt, you know? Yeah. I, and yeah. I just was like, I wanted to be like, Jerry, this was like my first CD. I can't even tell you how much this means to me, you know, but I just, I never did that, but it was really hard. I really, yeah, really yeah. Hard. I just do it, but it was, it was cool. I mean, and, and there was just that kind of thing every day. And then just getting to watch Allison Chains perform every night. It was just like, I can't believe I'm here. And this right. is part of my job is getting to watch these masters just really throw down every night and it was just amazing and bush also you know yeah, right. they yeah yeah they were they were great and so so cool such nice guys you know both camps the whole tour was just incredible just really great people all the way around it was a lot of fun i i, I was i was sad when it was over i really was if, <laughs> for the first time in a long time you know usually you're just kind of like man i'm ready to go home i'm ready ready to but i was just like this was the best tour i've ever been a part of and, and all good things. They have to come to an end. And it was, and it did. And it was, it was a real bummer. Any other times where you've been kind of starstruck or uh, just, you know, like fanboying, like you said, with any other artists that you can think of? Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> probably not as much as that. Okay. Probably not as much as that because uh, Jerry Cantrell, I mean, he's, he's been like one of my real just, you know, you have you, you have people that you that you're kind of like, oh, man, that's that that's a cool band. I'm a fan of them. But then you have like your core bands where you're right. like, yeah, dude, if I ever met this guy. Holy, you know, James Hatfield is definitely up there and I've never met him. I've never met anybody from Metallica, but that would be another one of those things where I'd just be like, holy shit. <laughs> I can't believe this. You know, where you're just like, Same. I can't yeah. even, you know, your your insides are just going to explode with excitement. You're like, holy shit, this is cool. I got to I got to hold his guitar and play his guitar because we, oh. we did a show, Louder Than Life, I guess a couple of years ago. I think Mudvayne had to drop off. And so we took the spot and we were like right before Metallica and, uh, my, my guitar tech, uh, Rich was like, Hey man, you know, this is, this is, uh, James's tech right here. And I was like, man, can I, can I talk to him? I just want to take pictures of James, James's guitars. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, Hey, I, I'm Keith. You know, can I, can I just take a picture of his guitars? Like he was like, man, you want to hold one? And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, man. He pulled it out and like, Put it on me and i'm like i got pictures of me holding james's guitar and i was like playing it by the way it played amazingly it, it, sure, it yeah. was like god this guitar feels great uh, it, <laughs> that was even just like you know just a little detail of how amazing it was but then uh and then later that night we watched metallica and then james is there on the big screen playing the guitar i was holding i was like holy <laughs> shit and he gave us a bunch of guitar picks and i was like man this was so cool it was it was like the closest i'd gotten to meeting james but man, it was, God, it was, it was surreal. But other than that, you know, um, Jerry's yeah. up there. Yeah. Yeah. They say to, you know, to never meet your heroes. 
I'm sure that is the case in a lot of different situations, but it wasn't the case with <laughs> Alice Chains and Jerry and all those guys. They are absolute just class act. Mm-hmm. Amazing people. Yeah. So it was unbelievable. Going off that, I got I to gotta ask real quick. Uh, first of all, note to listeners, Jay Cantrell just put out a music video for a song called Prism of Doubt a couple weeks ago, and it is bizarre <laughs> and yeah. and hilarious. And something I've always appreciated about him that you see is he seems to have a really good sense of humor. Oh, yeah. The so quick question oh, yeah. to you, yeah, is the guy as funny in person as he seems to be in their creative output? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's funny. I know I've said this before, but the best way to describe him is just coolest of the cool there you go like he's just the coolest of the cool laid back and but definitely just super super funny and got a great sense of humor and just you know he's just a normal normal guy but you know he's 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 a guitar god slash hero (laughs) you know but also just an awesome normal dude that likes football and you know yeah he's just he's cool man coolest of the cool (laughs) <laughs> it's really funny you mentioned those bands because my first concert was when I was 13 days of the new opened for Jerry Cantrell and the Metallica. That was wow. my first concert. So we really, so there we go. It that was, was my first concert, 1998. Yep. And wow. I, saw them, I saw them at Riverbend in Cincinnati. That was my first concert. Yep. That's awesome. awesome. That's <laughs> so we have something in common. Obviously. Yeah, man. There you go. <laughs> that's the way, by the way, tour. that's another thing that I, resisted telling jerry that he was <laughs> first <concert. laughs> I did not. although if he if he watches if you know if he watches yeah. this podcast then he'll learn all this shit that i've held inside but, <laughs> <laughs> we can tag him or not tag him if you want depending <laughs> on whatever you him. want to do don't tag please, him. <laughs> no please don't tag him because then you know he might not he might see me at a festival somewhere and be like oh shit <laughs> it's fanboy keith so then, you know, I'd rather him not think of me as fanboy guy. So, all right, we'll leave him out. Fair enough. Then. There we go. Perfect. Oh, that's great. Yeah, secret is safe, right, guys? Yes, we'll, yes. we'll be good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all other other listeners will will tag him in it. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. No, you're good. Uh, um, speaking of of tours and stuff, you recently got back from a European tour. Any? uh crazy stories you can share from doing a European tour? Man, other than uh, it was an absolute just dream come true being able to be over there and perform uh, my songs with my solo band. And again, you know, uh, I could not be more thankful to the band Red for for taking us out and taking us over there. It was unbelievable, a truly unforgettable experience. It's tough because, you know, like I said, a lot of people, they, they know that I play in Breaking Benjamin, but they're kind of just like, does he have his own music? Is he, a lot of people are like, is he playing with Red? Like as kind of like <laughs> yeah. an addition, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of a weird thing. You know, some people, maybe they're thinking, oh, he's going to maybe play Breaking Benjamin songs. That's not the case. You know, I would never do that ever. You know, I've got my own music. And so, yeah, I would play it. And like I said, some people were like, man, you were great. I had no idea you did this. Or you... <laughs> so I'm just like, thanks. Damn it. <laughs> you know? But no, it was, it was great. It was, it was truly uh, uh, amazing. It's a funny thing when you're over there or just any kind of circumstance when, when you're playing a show and people have never seen you before. Mm. Right. So it's like, you have to really just kind of, I don't know, really 
try to be great and sell it. And, you know, mm-hmm. man, I hope everybody likes me. I hope I'm saying everything right. And, yeah. you know, they've got to say the stage banter and stuff between songs that, that isn't stupid and doesn't sound nervous or <laughs> disjointed or any of that. So yeah, a little shot of whiskey real quick. And you're just like, Hey, <laughs> uh, so that helps, that helps, but man, it was unbelievable. It was so great. And the crowds over there were very, very, very receptive and welcoming. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, it was it was great. And, you know, it's funny because lots of times, you know, you'll see a concert here in the States and, you know, the crowd's going crazy. They're like, oh, man, this is great. You know, it's like it's a concert. You know, it's like people are really getting into it lots of times over there. And I've found this out that if they don't know you, they're not really going crazy. They're silent and they're just like watching. Mm-hmm. And at first, you, for me, I was just like. They fucking hate me. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like sitting there holding the mic. I'm singing. I'm like, I'm like, they hate me. They're just, they're, they're so quiet and just like, but I learned that they're just really, they're watching it and they're really paying attention. And everybody, like I would, I would come out, you know, after the show, I would talk to people and I was like, I really thought everybody hated me. They're like, oh no, no, no. They're like, it's really a compliment. Cause we were all really paying attention and really mm-hmm. watching and really into it. He was like, if everybody was like talking and all that, then no one's interested. No one's really paying attention. You know, hmm. so that I understood. I was like, oh, OK, but still, yeah. it's it's very hard when you're you're up there, you know, you're doing your thing, you're giving your all. And, and everyone's just like you're like, man, this is this is tough. So <laughs> it's hard to keep pouring your heart right into that. You know, usually you play a show and you really kind of feed off the audience and it's a real kind of give and take response thing. But, you know, when no one knows who you are yet kind of got to get out there and just sell it and hopefully they'll come back to another show and and then another show and then there's more and more you know so that's the that's the goal and that's the hope but exactly yeah it was great <laughs> it really was great and everybody was so awesome and super supportive and super into it and i just didn't know they were but they were yeah that's awesome well you've released some solo tracks before including a great cover of wicked game I uh, want to be sure listeners check that out if you have not. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, last year you released your first full length album, This World or the Next. And first, was this album something that came out of the pandemic or was it delayed due to the pandemic? Yeah. Um, it actually, I wrote it and recorded it right before the shit hit the fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and really, uh, after that happened, it was, I kind of just held on to it for a while. We were kind of thinking of when can we release this? So yeah, I, I guess, uh, to answer your second question. Yeah. It was delayed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew that I didn't want to, uh, I think it was done. It was ready to go by 2020, but it was like, I just don't want to release it on this horrible year. Right. Yeah. And ended up coming out in 2021, which again was just another kind of horrible year with, <laughs> uh the virus but it's just like i mean you gotta gotta put it out sometime you know so right but yeah it was it was kind of you know originated and written and recorded before everything happened so yeah okay yeah um how does the feeling compare between releasing a solo album as opposed to all the other projects you've been involved with i feel uh it's definitely way more terrifying when it's my own personal stuff. Mm. That makes sense. That makes not, sense. Not that, not that, you know, anything that I've ever written with anyone else isn't personal because it's uh it's a part of me also, but uh, 
man, when it's just got my, you know, name right on it and it's just like, boom, this is like my heart and soul. It's, it's terrifying. Um, cause you're just like, yeah, I don't know. You kind of, I've kind of learned to try and make peace with how something is recorded and how it's there. And, you know, well, here it is yep. here. It is. I'm just going to let it go out into the world and, and then try not to just harp on it too much and just like, eh, just let it go. But it is, it, it's definitely uh, scary. Cause you're like, man, you know, you want everybody to like it, but yeah, you just gotta just let it go. So yeah. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Have you found the response to be what you hoped it would be for the album? Yeah. I mean, everyone's just been super, uh, everybody that's heard it, you know, I'm sure there's mm-hmm. countless people that don't even know about it and have never even heard of me. Right. I'm working hard to change that. And that's really my, my goal for the next, you know, a couple of years to really try to get, uh, get my name out there more. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, everybody that's heard it has been super awesome and super into it, you know? So there's more where that came from. Yeah. <laughs> good. It's good. Gonna be working on some more. Yeah. We're going to be ready to hear it. I'm curious about this one. It happens, but it's not as common uh, for like a full on like hard rock act to just go by the front man's like main name. You hear a lot of like, like Nine Inch Nails, like is Trent Reznor. For sure. Yeah. Basically. But he goes by Nine Inch Nails. Did you ever think about having like a moniker or was it, did that ever even cross your mind? Was it always, this is, you know, Keith Wallen. It's my album. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I did think about it. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's It's kind of one of those things where I'm like, I was 50, 50 on it. Yeah. And I think at the time I was just like, ah, I'll just leave it just my name and plenty of people do it. Yeah. Harry Styles, everyone else, you know, there's lots, there's countless, you know, just names. And plus it's hard to come up with a cool name, band name and all that. I just, that's fair. Just like, <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to just rack my brain and then I might not even like it a couple years down the road. I'll be like, that name's so stupid. I should have <laughs> just been Keith. Yeah. Then you're just, then you're just stuck with it and you know, it's on t-shirts and shit and you're just like, I can't change it now. Yeah. <laughs> that, makes, that makes total sense. I love yep. it. <laughs> There's wisdom there. I mean, not that I'm in, completely in love with my name, uh, well, but yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. it's easy to own when it's your name though. I mean, it's there's no mistaking who it is or, or extra confusion added to it. It's just like for sure. Here I am ex- stamped ex- on except it. There, except there is a massive, massive country artist star with the same last name. Right. Oh right. yeah. Right. <laughs> and then there's another massive country star with the same first name. Correct. So I'm just like, well, shit. <laughs> uh, Speaking of coming up with cool names. You mentioned coming up with cool titles earlier. Uh, this World or the Next is a very intriguing title. Can you elaborate a bit on the the meaning and why you chose that? Yeah, it's uh, another thing. It's like, what's just as equally difficult as coming up with a band name? An album title. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, you think about lots of times you can just find a cool lyric that's in a song somewhere that's going to be on the album that can be used. I think that's always kind of a cool thing to do. Um you know, but with this, it's just, I think you want to, uh, I don't know. I was just trying to think of something that, that was thought provoking, but also kind of encapsulated some of the music and some of the songs. And really that was kind of it. I wanted something that was, uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best I got. Well, it works. I mean, I mean, it is definitely thought provoking and you know, there's, you can see that the artistry involved in there uh, you all can't see right now but uh keith also has like your own logo basically that shows up on all of your your solo work and that's on the album cover as well 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, that one I can explain, and that one is uh, it's kind of interesting. Um, it's really it's probably on a lot of uh, clothing and a mm-hmm. lot of shirts. Uh, it's basically a a symbol that means do not bleach. <laughs> and so how I relate it to myself and my music is basically whatever it is, do not, I don't know, don't clean it. Let it, let it be its authentic self. I kind of got behind that in, in a way. I was just like, this is my music. This is my authentic self. This is what I'm into. This is what I like. This is, this is who I am. This is me. This is it. And this seemed like a cool logo to kind of go along with it. Awesome. That is, that is really cool. Thank you. Hopefully the laundry industry doesn't uh, sue me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm facing a, a lawsuit from laundry. Man. I, I know exactly. It was coming. <laughs> I dreaded this day. <laughs> Damn it. They found me. Clorox. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I have one question in particular. So how much fun was shooting the music video for Fractured? And also, where did you get all the things that you smashed in the video? (laughs) It was pretty fun. Yeah, I never got to just smash a bunch of shit with a baseball bat. That was really fun. Yeah, we got a lot of that stuff from just kind of like thrift stores and um, (laughs) yeah, secondhand stores, you know. Um, (laughs) That was my guess. I was like, I bet they just cleared out a Goodwill and just destroyed everything that they found. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, de- it definitely was not grandmother's fine china. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. that's what it looked like. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, I mean, shit, it could have been. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't, we didn't, <laughs> but, we didn't uh, closely examine anything, but uh, but yeah. You didn't hurt yourself and smashing all that stuff, did you? I did not. Uh, fortunately, usually, uh, sometimes I, I end up hurting myself somehow, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was able to, uh, <laughs> avoid any kind of shrapnel or anything flying, flying <laughs> yeah. my way. Yeah. That video is great. Definitely check that out. I did. I will say this, uh, the, the video we shot, we shot a couple videos mm-hmm. in two days there. Probably, I think we did three or four videos in two days. Oh, wow. Uh, there with, uh, Wombat, who, who was another talented friend of mine and director he we did uh all eyes on you uh wildfire we did a bunch of the videos there but when i did the video for all eyes on you there was a scene where we we were kind of walking in this tall grass and uh later that day i found a tick on me oh yeah so that was that was a that was horrifying (laughs) Um, luckily luckily there was nothing there was nothing wrong i was able to get it off me and there was no issues but those things are bad, man. It's serious business. I mean, Lyme disease, all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. not like I'm, you know, I'll use this as a public service announcement. Please <laughs> be wary of ticks and Lyme disease and all that stuff. It's no joke. <laughs> so I understand that you're going to be on uh, ship rocks here coming up in January. And I'm definitely looking forward to seeing you from what I understand though, the app actually has you listed as a solo artist. Are you going to be playing as a solo artist or you're stowaway? So uh, both. Uh, I'm going to okay. be performing as uh, a stowaway, but also I'm going to be performing one acoustic set somewhere sometime. I'm not sure okay. when or where exactly, but uh, I do know that's part of my my thing. So, yeah, looking forward to it. I wish I wish uh, I could have booked a, a full band show, yeah. uh, but I think it was kind of yeah. last minute. And so I'm just I'm so stoked and happy to be 
be there in any capacity. I, I've I've been able to be a part of Ship Rock a couple times before, or or one time before with Breaking Band. So I'm I'm so thrilled to come back as a solo artist, and uh, and as the Stowaways, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really good time. Yeah, the Stowaways show always looks uh, like a lot of fun. Do you have any kind of expectations or anything you're looking forward to? I don't know what to expect at all. I know there's going to be some <laughs> really, really, really good musicians. And uh, I'm just hoping that I don't embarrass myself because I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be some really uh, good musicians. So I'm going to try and hold my own, I guess. Is there anyone in particular you're looking forward to seeing live? Um, yeah. Um, gosh, I think, uh, I think bad omens is going to be oh, yes. on the yep, boat. Yep. Um, I'm just like, so just kind of obsessed with their, their album. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I'm super stoked to see them. And, uh, plus it's just going to be nice to just get away from the cold weather and, you know, cruise yeah. around the Bahamas for a week or so. So looking <laughs> yeah. forward to that. <laughs> Yeah, shipwrecked is uh, kind of a somewhat sore subject on on the show because Dan <laughs> was was supposed to go to Shiprock last year and and couldn't uh, due to uh, illness. So, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> it's, it's a recurring theme of how he how he missed it, and so he's he's excited about redeeming it this year. There you go. Yeah. I'm sure you guys will cross paths at some point. Yeah, I wanted to go for years, and then last year was supposed to be the first year, and then got COVID the week before, so I wasn't able to go. Hey man, now now we get the hang, dude. It was just meant to be. Yes. There you go. Exactly. I agree. <laughs> I'm gonna wrap myself in a bubble until it's time to uh, go on the trip. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, no, no shit. shit. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> All right. Um, if if you got a few more minutes, this is our last section. We we call them rapid fire, so you know you don't have to feel compelled to elaborate any more than than you want. Perfect. But you can if you want, but you don't have to. <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right, we got a handful of questions here. I'm going to start with the first one that we give everybody is a song or an album that changed your life. Uh, Grace by Jeff Buckley. That is a cool answer that we have not gotten yet, but is a fantastic work. Yeah. What's a, a, and this is going to be kind of hard for you specifically, but uh, what's a song that you are especially proud to have written? You don't have to, narrow it down to just one if you if you can't but uh yeah for yourself or with somebody else anybody yeah Yeah, i'd say uh my song dream away yeah that uh just a quick little blurb about that one that was the last song i wrote on for my album i wrote it with my good friend joe rickard who also produced that album it just came together in a couple of hours and then we recorded it in the next couple of hours and by one day we had we started out at the end of the day with nothing. We ended the day with my favorite song I've ever written. And I just love the meaning. I love just, you know, just basically just go for it. Go for your dreams, you know, mm-hmm. swing away, dream away, go mm-hmm. for it, you know? Um, so, yeah, there you go. It's funny. That song's actually been playing in my head this entire conversation because I was listening <laughs> to the album right before we, <laughs> right before we oh, started. Yeah. So it's weird to talk to somebody and hear their voice in their song in your head at the same time <laughs> oh, yeah. that's, that's where we are right now <laughs> what about a song you wish you had written oh my god there there's countless <laughs> that's why we wanted to ask we're like i know he's gonna have yeah. an answer for this <laughs> oh man there's there's countless uh gosh um i mean where, where do i begin 
<laughs> I mean, so many songs from the 80s, you know. Uh, I mean, Against All Odds by Phil Collins. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. I mean, so many. Um, right on. Yeah. A bunch of more modern songs. I mean, a lot. some of those Bad Omen songs are so great. Mm-hmm. Animals yeah. by Architects, that song's great. You know, so mm-hmm. many just, yeah. <laughs> Amazing piece of work, awesome. yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right um i'm gonna i'm gonna split this one up actually a little bit normally we have what we ask is a favorite song to play live for you i'm curious i'm actually curious about three things to be honest a favorite solo song to play live yeah a favorite breaking benjamin song that you have had a hand in mm-hmm. and then a favorite pre-keith breaking benjamin era <laughs> song to play live if that makes sense yeah no for sure uh gosh which is which is majority of the songs are pre-keith era <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's true <laughs> there's there's so many good ones before and since that i'm like i have to split this up this is too interesting to me <laughs> oh i appreciate it i appreciate it yeah man uh i'd say my favorite song to perform live in the solo capacity gosh that's a tough question i'm still just kind of getting my feet wet with that whole that whole thing mm. gosh probably uh i guess dream away I, i'll go with that one again mm-hmm. it's just it's just a fun one let's see uh with breaking benjamin let's see here uh one that i've had a hand in uh probably tourniquet that's that's that one's pretty fun to play um it's a fun riff to play let's see pre keith breaking benjamin that's fun to play i mean i'd probably say just uh sooner or later just because Ben will be like, hey, you know, that's kind of the song that I sing yeah, when, yeah. whenever we're performing. And um, yeah, which was which is crazy, by the way, because I remember <laughs> it was like the first the first year, the first first couple tours we were doing. Ben was like, why don't you sing that? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> uh, I'm like, dude, that's uh, that's like a single like I, I can get like maybe, you know, maybe play just like an album track somewhere. But he was like, no, man, you know, you, you sound good. Sing it. And I'm like, holy shit. OK. And uh, <laughs> so that's kind of became like my my song in a way. It's uh-huh. kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, even and that's just another just testament to, to Ben uh, of just how awesome he was and how awesome he is to to just include us and to kind of make us feel a part of the band. And yeah. You know, it's like I felt I was like, I've been in this band five minutes and I'm already I'm singing like one of just <laughs> singles. I'm like, so it was so cool. And, and and of course, the other side of that, the fans were unbelievable and they're mm-hmm. just so unbelievable to, to to just be so welcoming and just be into it and be into that whole idea. You know, uh, you know, some I'm sure there's some people who are just like, why is Ben not singing this? Who's this? <laughs> why does this guy have glasses? Why does this? <laughs> you know so so it, it but they weren't like that they were just absolutely great and amazing and and, and you know incredibly thankful to ben and thankful to all, all the fans for just being so fucking awesome yeah we actually had something we were going to say at the end which we still will but when we saw breaking benjamin the first show since you joined the band when you sang that song we were so happy because like having another person in breaking benjamin that could sing and, and hold their own with ben it just brings a whole nother dynamic to that to that band dude i appreciate that man thank you so much i yeah. I, I really uh I, that means the world to me and and you know ben uh i i think that's kind of what ben was going for you know he was like mm-hmm. look these guys sing i mean aaron sings amazingly aaron is so talented 
uh, with singing and screaming and playing and knowing 3000 songs. I mean, he's such a talented <laughs> guy. And, 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 you know, Jason, of course, Sean, of course, Ben really was just like, I, I want to try and showcase these guys, you know? So yeah, I appreciate that, man. I, I really do. It, uh, that means the world. And yeah. Yeah. Like I said, man, I'm just, I'm just grateful and happy to, to be out there playing music and, uh, yeah, man, just happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That really has been been one of our favorite things to see of of this era of Breaking Benjamin is seeing like as time goes on, it definitely seems that like as a band, it just becomes more and more collaborative and more elements of the band doing more and different things. And that's really cool to just see that like expansion of the world there. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, we uh, it, we, we have fun with it. And, uh, you know, there's lots lots of music left to be made. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are wondering, they're like, you know, when's when's the next Breaking Benjamin album? When are you guys going to put something out? And I mean, we've been we've been working. We've been kind of, you know, throwing ideas around here for the last little while. And uh, we're always writing, really. Yeah. We're always just kind of kind of stockpiling stuff. And but the, the best answer I can say is like, it'll be ready when it's ready. And yeah, <laughs> right. In yeah. the meantime, it seems uh, there will be no shortage of stuff from your end anyway, right, somewhere right. or another. You're, you're going to show up somewhere <laughs> with somebody. <laughs> writing something i mean for better or for worse yeah for better <laughs> or for worse, uh yeah i mean if there's if there's time and like i said before i just want to make as much music and do as much as i can while i can and and i just i love it man i really do i i love every second of it you know there's there was times even in europe this past tour where you know we we're like going on two days being awake and just like jet lagged and, and you know tired yeah we had to get up in the morning a couple times to like go through some borders and you know you're thinking to yourself god this sucks but then you're just like this also is the greatest shit ever right yeah. you kind of get used to it and get over that kind of stuff you know especially when you're you're it's five minutes until you're about to go on stage and i love that feeling more than anything it's like you guys are on in five minutes you know you're kind of waiting there with with, with the band <laughs> and you got your guitar on and you know, you're kind of like looking out, you know, looking out on the stage for a little bit. That feeling right there before you go on is just the best. And That's I just awesome. love it. So looking forward to many more. And uh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Well, we got two more short ones and then um and then we'll we'll let you Oh yeah. This was rapid here. fire. My bad, dude. <laughs> oh, Sorry. No, no, I, I actually no, love shit. the elaboration. You're, we just You're good. Uh, you're good. We Damn. kind of we mostly call them that for the per for the sake of the guest in case you need to get going. <laughs> We're like, all right, just oh, give me no. a quick answer and you can go if you need to. But if you <laughs> yeah. want to elaborate, right. we we love hearing the info. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I just I sorry, I just I just ramble on sometimes. Sorry, but <laughs> you're <laughs> more than good to go. Okay. <laughs> right, you're good. You you were talking about uh singing with breaking management and it just that we kind of had to say the the thank you part. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was just such a good a good time to put that in there. <laughs> Dude, thank you. Well, all that talk about, you know, these, these collaborations and whatnot leads to our, our next rapid fire, which. All right. You're working with a lot of people, but who is somebody that's on your dream collaboration list? Gosh, uh, man, I don't really know. I don't <laughs> really know. Uh, that's tough because like, I mean, if, even if I said somebody like James Hatfield yeah. or, or somebody like that, I don't even know if I would want to do it just because I'm such a fan. I'm just like, I don't want any of my bullshit affecting <laughs> his greatness. 
You know what I mean? If Metallica <laughs> calls you up today and, and offers like, hey, we want you to come co-write in some sessions, you would have to actually sit and think about it for a bit? Oh, fuck. Definitely, yes. <laughs> okay. I, would, I would definitely have to think about it. Oh, yeah. Because I'm just like, I don't. Uh, yeah. Uh, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. I mean. First off, do you have would, the right guy? I, like this is your Metallica. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Uh, first off, that would never fucking happen. Second off, <laughs> hey, dream, dream away, right? Come on. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll never, I'll never have to make that decision. But yeah, I would, I would feel just like, man, they're just, they're, they don't need me. I, they're, mm. they're good on their own. I feel like I, yeah. But yeah, fair enough. So I, I really can't think of any kind of dream collaboration. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I. I okay. Does hanging out and having a meal count? Yeah, let's count that. Let's <laughs> sure, go that sure, route then. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, let's, let's go that way. If that's the case, then yeah. I mean, there, there's so many people I'd love to just like meet and hang out with. James Hatfield, obviously, being one of them, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, so so many other just great musicians, and you know, so right on. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're curious about this one as well, specifically with every artist we speak with. What's a no skips album for you? Uh, no skips album. Gosh. Um, so I I love Core by Stone Temple Pilots. Hmm. Um, Throwing Copper by Live nice. is a good one. Um, I mean Allison Chains Dirt. That's one. Yep. Uh, Metallica Black Album. That's one. Um, gosh, I mean. Sh- this is like my childhood, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm describing. This is like every yeah. CD that I had when I was like in junior high. Uh, <laughs> we understand. Yeah, 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 man. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure there's more. I, I can't, I can't think of any off those the top are, of my head. Those, those are cool choices. Those are, we appreciate those are that. good ones. Yeah, no, that's awesome. all right. I think we're, I think we're ready to wrap it up. Dan had, Dan had one more thing to to say, and then, and we'll, um, yeah. We'll call it. I just wanted to basically say that you know St. Louis has always had a special relationship with Breaking Benjamin for 20 years or so, ever since Polly Amos was played on the radio. Uh, the city has just fallen in love with it. They always seem to headline festivals and, and everything. We've probably collectively seen Breaking Benjamin more live than any other band. And Ben has actually once referred to the city as like a second home. So when the original incantation fell apart and no one was sure when the band would continue, it was kind of a big deal here in St. Louis. Yeah. Um, so we just wanted to take the time to thank you for being such an important part of the band's revival. We're very happy for you and the rest of the band for your continued success. And it's kind of like with Dorothy, you just seem to find yourself in the place wherever you're needed at the right time. So we just want to thank you for that and, and just say that the rock world is definitely better uh, with, with you around it. That's for sure. So thank Dude, you. God, I don't even know. Holy shit, man. You can make me cry over here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I, it, St. Louis has been amazing. You know, I obviously I've, I've been in the band eight years now, uh, but but those those shows where you know I, I've been a part of and we've been there to St. Louis, it really has been. They they're always special and they always do. They always are different uh, there. And 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 you know, me being a newcomer come in and I noticed right away it was just like, oh, this is different. And, and it very much is a second home or, or you know, it, it really is. Every time we're there, it's, it's amazing. So I'm like I said, man, I, I'm just I'm just happy to be around. I'm just happy to be uh, performing music uh, and, and playing with so many just awesome people and writing with so many awesome, great musicians. 
um, and and just having you know guys like you that that want to talk to little old me, uh, <laughs> dude, it's, it's it's amazing. So it's it's been an honor to be here, man, and and thank you so much, man. That's that's incredible. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you having coming on our show. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Awesome. It has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for giving us your time and, and all this insight. There's so much cool stuff we're excited to go listen back to now and <laughs> hear uh, yeah. it all again. Yeah. yeah. I look forward to seeing you personally in about two months or so. Hopefully I Hell yeah, man. my bubble holds up and I stay safe and healthy. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. Dude, DoorDash. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Uber Eats, man. Yeah. That's, that's right. where it is. A little yeah. harder when you have two kids that go to school, but yeah, it's yeah. oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's actually what happened. It was one of the kids brought home from kindergarten last year, and it's like, oh, great, I believe <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. I, I was school it. for a week for them, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Looking looking forward to it, man. I, I'm, I'm yeah. sure it's gonna work out, and uh, and and hopefully, we'll be back in St. Louis sooner or later. Uh, mm. no pun intended, uh, <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, either with Breaking Benjamin or or solo, you know, I I plan on if Breaking Benjamin's not on tour, I'm gonna be trying to get on tour just in, in a solo capacity. So yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Yeah, we'll be there for try it. Try and come, dude. That'd be amazing, man. And and yeah, like I said, thank you guys so much for for interviewing me and, and just you know helping get the word out about my solo music, man. It's uh, yeah, it, it really is a a big deal, and I appreciate it, you guys. Absolutely, yeah. we'll do it thank again you. soon. Yeah. yeah any, anytime you want to come back and hype up anything, you're welcome yep. back anytime you want to. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thanks so much, Keith. Have a good day. Thank you all. See you guys. Yep. See you later. That was our conversation with Keith Wallen of Breaking Benjamin. One of the things I absolutely loved about this interview is, I mean, we say this about a lot of our guests, but this dude truly was humble and was almost taken back by a couple of things that we said, like just, I guess, wasn't expecting us to be as uh, appreciative of, of um, him and, and everything that he's done. Yeah, that was one thing I wanted to touch on for, for the closing part is how humble he was for one, which I love that we have been saying that a lot when we've been doing interviews, but it, it's just so cool to talk to somebody from a band. Like since we started our radio show in 2004, had you told us then that we, we would be interviewing a member of breaking Benjamin at any point, I think our heads would have exploded. <laughs> <laughs> so, true. so uh, you have that. And then, to also thank him and then have him be so fun to talk with kind of like, again, with some of the other artists that we've had the pleasure of talking with. It's, it's like we're friends right out of the gate and could talk about anything and just be open and, and let, let him be himself. And I hope you guys enjoyed listening to that because it was a lot of fun talking with him. It's really cool. I feel like that we have this string of people that, in these interview episodes, we just like keep encountering good people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you don't know going into these conversations because very few of these people that are in these episodes have we ever spoken to before. 
you have no idea going into it if a person is going to be warm or if they're going to be kind of cold or standoffish, if they're going through the motions just to get some press out of the way, what's going to happen? But I'm looking at, you know, we've done these recent interviews with Keith, with Dorothy, with Miles and Lane of Type A Houston, mm-hmm. Francesca Ludicar, Mitch from Silent Theory, all just like super nice people that were like, we could absolutely hang out and just talk music and, you know, life and have a great time about it. And they're the people that they're kind of people that you root for. Like our list of bands that we have to follow and support and shout out now is growing and it's it's getting a bit overwhelming, guys. We got to quit meeting all these nice people. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to happen. Nope, we're going to meet some more. (laughs) We're going to keep attracting them and and hopefully uh, that's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. But Keith is I mean, how you can maintain the level of. I mean, it's a cliche, but he actually said it. The I'm just happy to be here kind of thing. Right, right. Like how you can maintain that despite being in a, a platinum selling rock band for eight years is is pretty impressive. And I was thinking earlier, actually, he, he mentions a few times how you'd be surprised at how, despite having that platform, not that many people know about what he does on his own, his solo career. And it's true. I did not know about Keith's solo album in 2021, actually, as I thought about it. I didn't discover it. Until, until this later. year. Yeah. 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 Me too. I didn't actually discover that he was a solo artist until he was announced on Shiprocked uh, lineup. Yeah. Which is about June, I think. Yeah. And so it's really actually our pleasure to be able to put a little bit of shine on his solo work, both his, his album as well as his partnerships with other bands and the work he's doing there. He's just another one of those guys that just is so busy. You just wonder how how he has time to really do anything. Be honest. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. These music lovers, how do they do it? (laughs) And that string of those type of people are going to continue with our with our interviews. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing him uh, on Shiprocked and hanging out, hopefully uh, with him and, and some other people. Yeah, that's the goal. Party with as many rock stars as possible. Dan's got a long, long list of people he's got to buy a drink for now. Yes, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I hope I hope you run into Keith and then you just hang out with him and just watch the other bands with him. Like, <laughs> yeah, like him, Jason, like we're, we'll have just a slew of uh, people just hanging out. Joey, Varela. Yeah. Hopefully Joey from Bad Flower eventually. You know, I'll just work him in there. Like, you know, all the Joey's. <laughs> You're just gonna hang out with all the stowaways. All the stowaways, yep. Dan is a stowaway. <laughs> Dan is a stowaway at this point. He's our stowaway in the middle of these these artists. I mean, one of these days, if we get popular enough, maybe that will happen. They'll just announce <laughs> me as a stowaway. <laughs> Who knows? Sure. Let's do it. I mean, dream big. That's what I'm hoping. Dream away. Dream away, as it were. That's the whole thing. I keep trying. That's the whole thing yeah. right there. The whole ship will know my name. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for some bad reasons, but we're- that's, that's only if I've been drinking. Uh, Hopefully that's, that's not the case. We'll find out, I guess. In the meantime, we definitely wish great success to Keith and particularly with his solo work. He just, as we talked about, got back uh, from a tour with Red over in Europe and we definitely encourage you, the listener, to check out his album, This World or the Next, as well as the music video that we referenced in there for a song called Fractured. And it's a lot of fun. We'll link to those in the bio to make that easy on you. So thank you very much for listening to The Itch. We hope you enjoyed this interview as much as we did. My name is Dan. 
I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. Until next time, don't rock the boat. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S. You know, actually, there was one thing that I was going to mention. Well, Keith referred to like the difficulty of making album titles and how sometimes also he'll just start the song will begin with just I thought of a cool title. Yeah, I've never been a songwriter, not really a poet or anything like that. But I have a file on my phone that is like things that I thought would make cool song titles. (laughs) So It's just like randomly I add to it over the years. I should totally like throw a handful of them out there and be like, here, Keith, these songs, you can have these song titles. Just put my name in the liner notes somewhere (laughs) and we'll call it a day. (laughs) I don't even need a co-writing credit. Just, just liner. Thanks. Just a liner note. Thanks to Aaron Brummett. Yeah. Thank you. Of the itch rock podcast. Exactly. For naming this song.